Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Carlos, CEO of GAR Capital. Welcome aboard to another episode of our weekly podcast, the GAR Capital Official Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Hope everyone had a great week. It is Friday, right around 5.30 Eastern Standard Time. Looks like everything's kind of settled, uh, done for the week. Great week for everyone trading. Uh, congratulations to everybody. So let's talk about the week we had. Uh, so I'm pr- pretty sure, as you know, how <laughs> everything turned out in regards to the market. Uh, we've been keeping you guys up to date um, as we've been going along. And it uh, looks like we may have a partial deal. So I'm going to read you some of the headlines that came in. So we got a deep, well, we reached phase one of the deal. So again, I'm trying to get the details on that exactly for you. So let me go and pull up my Wall Street Journal tab. So again, we have reached, the US and China reached tentative phase one trade pact. So Washington will hold off on ramping up tariffs and Beijing agrees to boost purchases of US farm goods. So that's good news. Again, the market cheered it. So it was basically a run up in the market today. We got as high as about 520 points in the Dow. And then we slipped a little bit. We closed uh, up 319. Again, still great. I mean, that, that's not to say anything, but definitely a sell the news event as everything basically soared. Uh, Apple, new all time highs. I can just read you a couple of names that I watch and options that moved up. Uh, uh, Win, which is the uh, casino company, they have operations in Macau, went up 6.3%. Lyft and Lyft went up about 4.7%. Roku, uh, Citadel's Ken Griffin got a position in uh, Roku. As you know, we own Roku. We've been playing that stock on options. It's been moving very well. Closed at 121.60, even moved up a little bit after hours, up 4.7. Caterpillar, another big operations in China, up 4.6%. Uber went up as well, 4.3%. Micron, semiconductors, we've been talking about them. Again, China Play, 4.2%. Alibaba, China company, 4.4% to the upside. Apple, new all-time highs, intraday high, up 237.64, close at 236.56. Looks like buybacks came in. Congratulations if you're an Apple shareholder. Uh, Facebook soared nicely initially and then faded into the news of that, uh, I believe eBay is leaving the Libra system and so is Stripe. They close at 184.19, but still up 2.3% off its highs. Qualcomm uh, has uh, China operations, 2.3% to the upside. The banks went up nicely. Twitter was up 2%. Intel up 2%. Semiconductors, small caps went up. Um, NVIDIA up 1.6%. Basically a green day across the board. Netflix was up almost 1%, but then faded. So looking across the board, the only thing that really took a hit was the safe havens. Again, Gold took a little bit of a hit today. Volatility took a little bit of a hit today. The weed, marijuana stocks took a little bit of a hit today. CGC, new low of 4.85% to the downside. Uh, Beyond Meat went red, 3.39%. Defensive name, McDonald's went down 1.29%. Could be a nice buying opportunity. Bonds, TLT went down uh, 1.24%. Square on a price upgrade went down about 1%, 0.79% to be exact, 14 uh, excuse me, 61.54 the closing price. Um, uh, utilities like uh, telecoms, Verizon, and AT&T, safe havens, were up marginally. Microsoft should have been a lot higher, but it closed up about one, uh, 0.42% at 139.68. Not a lot of operations in China anyway, so they didn't get that big boost. Walmart, new all-time highs, 120.24. So again, uh, Boeing as well, big operations in China. Uh, as you know, with all the 737 max issues, up about 1% today. Uh, even Tesla got into the action, 1.29%. It's actually been up very, very strongly. 
So again, definitely a risk on day. You know, if you were long equities, long growth, momentum, and momentum stocks, you gained. If you own some utilities, real estate, high dividend paying stocks, like we've been saying to be defensive, it kind of fell very marginally or didn't grow at all. But again, that's what defensive is all about. So again, let's kind of talk about how what kind of the week we had in uh, the Dow this week. So five day change in the Dow, Monday through Friday, we had a little bit of fade at the end. We rejected 27,000, uh, up about 1%. So again, here's the kind of the breakdown for the Dow this week. Down 95 Monday, down 314 on Tuesday, Wednesday up 182, up 151 on Thursday and up 320 on Friday. Now we were high, as high as 500. So that's where we were. So again, uh, some of the biggest movers in the Dow, again, year to date change, Apple up 50% year to date. Home Depot up 36% year to date. These are great companies, great cash flow. Another one here, Microsoft up 37%. These are names that we've been recommending anyways. Uh, Procter & Gamble, 31%. Visa up 34%. Uh, Walmart up 30% year to date. Uh, Nike up 26%. These are all Dow components. Um, another one, Disney up 18%. Goldman Sachs up 22% and IBM up 25%. Now, IBM, I'm not a huge fan of anyways, so I don't, I don't own that stock. But again, you can see this is the risk off movement. So what does this mean? What goes, what happens moving forward? So we don't have a deal in writing, just a heads up. We don't have a deal in writing, but a tentative deal. So it looks like Trump and the negotiators are saying that we have a, a phase one done. There's a couple of things on phase two that have not been negotiated. Huawei is not part of the negotiation, they're saying. So that's where we are. So Good news is that we weren't getting any tariff. We were going to supposed to get some tariffs increased next week. That's been done. Um, there's an agreement around foreign exchange transparency with China. Just a heads up, it means the Chinese yuan not being manipulated. That's where we are. And uh, looks like again we're going to kind of kick the can the can down the road, uh, according to the White House, saying it's a really big deal. So you can't just do it all in one shot. So phases are important. I I kind of agree there. You want to get exactly. Um, exactly where things are. You want to kind of keep that in the back of your head that this is going to be a process. Now, it's been a long process, mind you, but it gives you more opportunities here. Um, so again, partial U.S. trade deal as of Thursday night included currency pack, delaying tariffs initially, planned for Tuesday. So that was already kind of planned and set up. Um, kind of see what else another news we have. And that's about it. Some more soybean purchases. <laughs> that's where we are. Um, kind of see... Uh, what else we have? Okay, Trump says technology transfer may span into phases two and maybe three. So that's where we are. And Trump says there was a lot of friction between the U.S. and China. Now it's a love fest. <laughs> so that's good. And Trump still says the Fed should cut interest rates. So there we go. Again, everything is is kind of hinged on where we are in the market. So again, even with Asset prices are going up, meaning the stock market. Again, we still haven't broke 3,000 in S&P. We're not even near the all-time highs yet. I think 3026 on the S&P is where the highest. We're about about 1.5%, almost maybe 1.5% away from that. Um, again, this is where we are again, guys. We know that this White House cares about stocks, and that's great for us traders. So uh, that's where we are right now. How do you play this moving forward? I really want to see Sunday if we get the continuation of the sell the news event, Sunday's going to be very crucial. I want to see if we open up to the downside. Um, I think that we should, we could get a little bit of uh, kind of normalization. I mean, it was a big pop. Um, I don't see us falling off a cliff by any stretch, but again, more positive news out of this over the weekend in China. Um, the golden week is done. So the Chinese are back investing and trading. I want to see exactly on Asia, how it works on Sunday, uh, Sunday evening and see where we go. 
Um, I think that if we break over 3,000 or we break all-time highs, around 3026 in the S&P, that's obviously a great sign. A lot of trade setups here. We've been posting them. Uh, Facebook and Apple, a Roku, though, Netflix, those kind of guys have been moving. Uh, curiously enough, Amazon has not been moving. And, uh, you know, there are expensive options, but keep an eye on that. SPY did reverse on the one-hour chart right at 298.45, closed at 296.50. Um, again, if you want to take a look at SPY, take a look at the FIB line of 293.57. Could be a play for a down position. But again, it really comes down to what headlines are coming in and see what we get over the weekend. So right now, there's nothing you could do. Uh, our students and our members had a great week. After we closed our positions, I told everyone to sit in their hands. Nothing more to do. Don't get greedy and just run with what you got. So, and that's exactly what we did. We didn't have any more trades. I think by 11 a.m. we were done. So that's good news. And then you just get back on Monday. Uh, Monday, we actually have earnings reports coming up. So starting next week is earnings season. So a lot of opportunities here, guys. Don't force the issue. Make sure to have exactly your targets. Know what you want to accomplish, how much money you want to make on a week-to-week, month-to-month basis, and go by that. Don't get too greedy again, guys. It's a long process. So we had a lot of questions come in. As you know, I went ahead and put that uh, deal with the question and answers on Instagram, on stories. So let's go ahead and answer some. Uh, I love these kind of questions. I love answering them all. So I'm going to go ahead and say your Instagram name and uh, ask your question. So let's go ahead and see. Uh, Eli Bala asks, what are, your, what are you expecting from Apple next week, up or down? That's kind of binary, but okay. So let's take a look at it daily. We broke out new all-time highs. Daily looks absolutely beautiful. Hourly looks all very beautiful. I think we get an extra leg up. Definitely, we're getting some buybacks. I would target 240 here. Uh, take a look at some calls. Definitely a lot of call volume on Apple for next week. The 240s are about $1.50. Um, absolutely gorgeous calls. You can take a look at that. If we revert down to about 230, 357, then puts would be in play back down to 230. But until then, I don't want to bet against the trend here. I think 240 is in play, and that's the target I want to have. So I want to see if we can break these uh, these new highs of 237.64 before I make a move. But again, uh, we could definitely revert back to the last uh, channel, which is in the one-hour channel, and that's around 227. So that's where my goal is on Apple. Again, long-term, still hold it, bullish. They pay a dividend, great cash flow, great management. What more can you want from a company? Uh, they, they're exactly what you want long-term. Uh, there's a reason why Warren Buffett has a ton of Apple, right? Uh, so... 5.7 Greg asks, nine to five or trading? Well, it depends what your nine to five is. Is it something that you really love to do? Again, sometimes the saying goes, if you, if you work a job, if you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life. And trading, again, if you hate trading, there's no point of doing it if you can't handle it. Remember guys, keep in mind, day trading is not for everyone. We make that very clear. We want to help people, but I have rejected and we have rejected many people that are just not for them. And we understand, we're not here just to sell you stuff. We want to be completely honest and transparent. This is why we have the refund uh, deal because it's just not for everybody. I understand some people are like, oh, let me put dip my toe in trading. This isn't a dip your toe in anything. This is a lifestyle and this is very difficult. You're, you're, you're trading as professionals every day and you can lose it all in a blink of an eye. So keep an eye. This is not a game. It's not a game. It's not a casino. So be very careful. Uh, Flores, what is your Flores 91 asks, what is your ritual? There, things do the first before the market opens. How does that help for trades? First thing I do is I'll read the news. I have TweetDeck and I have all my news. I read the Wall Street Journal, I read Bloomberg and I have a cup of coffee. Uh, that kind of gets your day started. Uh, exercise is another good one in the morning, but you can work out at night too. It really depends on your schedule. But I get up, have a coffee. I read exactly uh, the futures 
and I read exactly Wall Street Journal and Bloomberg and see what's going on. I pay for those subscriptions personally. Uh, CNX asks, when do you know when to exit out of a trade? That's really up to you. Again, we do the 40% rule. 40% rule, we get it, we're in, we're out. Again, unless you're getting a hot stock that's actually moving up and you're seeing that trend, we may add positions. But for the most part, we try to stick to our 40% rule and get out and look for a new opportunity. Uh, but again, you want to pile on winners and cut your losers. Uh, Jason Staff asks, thoughts on low volatility ETF USMV? Good investment for certain times we're in. Uh, let's go ahead and take a look at that USMV. So let me go ahead and research that a bit. I'm not familiar with that ETF, but I will definitely take a look for you. Let me go ahead and boot it up my system. I hope I did not put my password incorrect. I think I type too fast sometimes. Um, let me go ahead and log in. If I can get this going. Uh, where are we? Bear with me here. Uh, let's see. This is the ticker USMV. So this is minimum vol ETF. Again, I want to see if they're beating the S&P. And it looks like in one year they are. So year to date looks about 18% year to date. Yields about two and a quarter. Yeah, I think it's good protection. Let's see what they have. Uh, Coca-Cola, McDonald's, Waste Management, Verizon, Pepsi, Visa, all companies I recommend. I like it long-term, absolutely. Uh, low volatility, don't expect high returns. But again, I do like this one. Looks very good. I would definitely hold, uh, hold on to that one. Can you break, uh, Steven Rogerson asks, can you break down different options, time phrase, pros and cons? I always say the hour and the daily. Daily gives you the long-term trend. Hourly is for, is for uh, weekly trades. So I would just say stick to the hourly. Don't do anything 15 minutes, 30 minutes, minute chart. You're going to drive yourself nuts. It's a lot easier just to trade the hourly. Keep your eye on your support and resistance. Keep an eye on volume. Keep it simple, guys. Uh, Gabe Alessi asks, thoughts on February rate decreases on bank earnings next week, especially JPM and Ally? Well, remember, guys, if rates go down, it's easier for them to borrow, but they lower rates on lending, which kind of cuts their their uh, their uh, margins. But keep in mind, that means they have a lot more liquidity. They can borrow more to lend more. So I do like the banks long term. Their earnings guidance is so low. It's such a low bar. I think the JPMs of the world are going to beat. Goldman Sachs of the world are going to beat. Citibank of the world is going to beat. Bank of America is going to beat. Wells Fargo, I stay away from. Um, Ally Bank, I don't trade them. They don't have a lot of options, so I would skip them. But JPM, yes, I'm bullish on them. Uh, friend Panaccio, uh, what are your top three stocks to watch during earnings season that are under $100? Number one, when you say under $100, you're looking at just the price tag. That doesn't mean that they're cheap or expensive. Excuse me. So it really doesn't matter. But for next week, I mean, if that's all you're based on, if it's less than $100, that doesn't make any sense to me. A stock is good no matter what the price because it doesn't matter about the stock price tab. Remember, stock price tab is different than what, like if Bank of America is no less of a price than, and that trades around what? Uh, Bank of America, keep in mind, is $28.91 a share, right? And their market cap is $269 billion. But if you put in Beyond Meat, their stock is $131, and they're only worth $8 billion. So again, forget the ticker and how much they cost. Again, you're taking a look at value versus cost. There's a difference. So again, for next week, I'd have to see the earnings. So let's kind of take a look. Uh, I would not buy a stock ahead of earnings. That's actually just asking for trouble. 
So again, JP Morgan is a good stock. J&J is a good stock. And uh, definitely Goldman Sachs. Those are the ones I would buy. And they're all under $100. If that's what you were looking for, Coca-Cola is another one. Coca-Cola is trading around 40, oh, 53.30 a share. And that's a great, a great, uh, a great dividend. Uh, let's see. Where can I hear the podcast? I already answered that. Did I catch? Oh, big body BIM asked. Did I catch BBBY though? No, we don't trade uh, those stocks that have very low volume. So no. How important is understanding the cash flow statement? Cash flow is king. You want to know if these companies are earning money, but understand there's a lot of companies that are stock that that are stocks that gain in value with less cash flow. So it really depends on your level of risk and what your targets. Uh, Andres APS. When is your next sale? And do you have a sale on your alert room? We are looking to doing that. I am not sure. That's something I'll get a lot. I'll get with my uh, business partner on. And we are celebrating our fifth year anniversary, October 17th. Five years of GAR Capital, October 17th. So maybe, just maybe, we may do a little something for you guys. We'll see. Where the Felipe Amador asks, where is the best way you can sell your physical gold? And can I charge the tax that I paid? Apmex.com, A-P-A-P-M-E-X.com. That's the, uh, that's the website that I use to buy my gold. So there, take a look at there. And can I charge the tax I paid? I don't know what that means, charge the tax you paid. I'm not a tax professional, so you may want to get with a tax professional on that. If you have any questions, my friend Fabian at FS Tax Service is the only one we recommend in regards to taxes. And J-A-V-P-O-S-O, Jeff Pozo asks, stocks to buy during a recession. Companies that you've always wanted to buy that are strong in cash flow, great management, good balance sheets that you think are too expensive now. So we just answered that question regarding the low volatility index. That's a great start. USMV, SPY, those are good ones to start. Coca-Cola, J&J, Microsoft, Apple. Um, again, the dividend guys, real estate uh, ETFs. Utilities, Verizon, AT&T, that's the ones to get. And uh, let's see, last question. Hentai asks, what made you pursue stocks? Ah, just something that I enjoyed uh, growing up. I didn't really know much about it, and I just kind of learned on my way through. Self-taught, worked at a bank since 2006, and then I ended my bank career in 2012, and I just loved it. I mean, this is a passion that I've had ever since uh, I was kind of young in high school talking about stocks. Uh, with friends of mine, and we really didn't know what we were talking about. But again, find your passion and go for it. That's the key. And that's how I kind of uh, built the business on. So uh, there's all your questions, guys. Uh, let's see here. Uh, no more questions, no more responses. All right, guys. So great week. Again, we're going to see exactly what to get for the week to come. Um, Sunday open at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is when features open. Of course, we'll keep you guys up to date on Twitter. Twitter, guys, is the key. If you want to get news right away, just follow us at GAR Capital. I run that Twitter account. I'm always retweeting. I'm always looking at things. So again, the news, I cut through the noise. I give you the news that you want to see. The most important stuff very quickly ahead of everyone else for the most part. And uh, that's the way to go. And obviously, Instagram is our uh, app that we use the most, or social media, the most active one other than Twitter. So again, uh, we love to hear your feedback. Our email, GARcapital at gmail.com, as always. Ask any questions, we're happy to help when we can. So there we are. Uh, my name is Carlos Garcia, founder and CEO of GAR Capital. Have a great rest of your weekend and uh, we'll catch you next week for the podcast. Thanks so much for listening.